This podcast is sponsored by Intentional Living Magazine, your ultimate guide created to help infuse purpose and passion into your everyday life. From expert features that provide valuable insights to thought-provoking content that sparks transformation, this magazine and online platform is a perfect source of inspiration for all of those of us who truly believe in the power of intentional choices. So in this episode, we've got a pair of gorgeous Northwest belters on, Kim and Jem from Conscious Recovery, which is the CIC. In the Northwest. And the CIC looks after and supports people affected by addiction. They are so passionate about the work that they do and the work that they do is literally changing lives. Mm -hmm. So if you have been affected by anything that you listen to in this podcast, have a look in the show notes. The contacts for Jem and Kim are in there and I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think. We are so excited. So, so excited. We've got Kim and Jem with us from Conscious Recovery. Welcome. Well, welcome. Oh, welcome. welcome. Thanks very much. So excited, I love it. Oh, at, least, at least you called them Conscious Recovery and not Unconscious, unconscious. Recovery, what my head was telling me yeah. before. What's that all about? So thank you so much for coming. It's, thank you. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to have you here. And obviously we've known you for a while and we keep saying that we want to meet up and yeah. then we had the, the the whole excuse of come on the podcast yeah. let's talk and can we just so I, met, I met Kim two years ago yeah two oh. whole years ago now That's that fateful day in your anorak I know yeah <laughs> want it in the anorak <laughs> yeah the famous anorak the um, famous anorak I've actually thrown that away now I think we might yeah. do a podcast specifically for the <laughs> anorak, <my> anorak. <laughs> Yeah, all the thing. You're gonna have to tell us yeah. about this. What what this means? Okay, so um, we'll we'll do. But yeah. the, we, oh, okay. Kim and I met. We were on one of the original uh, belief coders yeah. in the training in Sheffield two years, just yeah. over two years ago now. Mm. And um, we just had we just got on, didn't we? Yeah, straight from, away from the very start. And, um, yeah. and then you weren't doing this then no, the conscious recovery then and then we saw each other again, didn't we? Throughout. Yeah. And then was it about a year ago that we were in? Sheffield yes. and we had a chat and then the next day Gemma came into your life yes yeah I so know how crazy literally, is that? yeah literally. so it was probably November was it of last year so, so we were at an event this nearly this time last year yeah, yeah. yeah. we were at an event I'm not seeing well, you properly our ages, yeah. <laughs> and um I was talking about something I was doing at the time mm. And it just wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't, I felt like I should be doing it, but I didn't, I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. But the way I've always been is just to carry on and think, you know, can't let people down. And then we had a really, well, I had one of Jules's chats. And we <laughs> one talked of the, one of the honest chats. Yeah, and it, you made me realise completely why that wasn't lighting me up. And then I started to talk about what did light me up and I knew that was the way I had to go. Mm-hmm. And then the following day, um, I'd, I was at a retreat, saw Jem sat there, but I'd talked to Tracy Brody the yeah. same day and I said, this is what I actually want to do. And when I started talking, she just said to me, your eyes, your face is completely different when you talk about your passion. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then we did our intentions and I said mine, it got to Gemma. And Gemma said hers and straight away my mind was like, that's who I need to work with. And we'd never spoke to each other apart from the <sighs> But the uni- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but the universe, like you'd yeah. made that decision and like all of a sudden, right, she's here. You, yeah. Your answer's here. So that night is when I said I'm not doing the other thing that I was yeah. doing. So within 48 hours, 
of that conversation, we started on this journey, didn't we? Yeah. And and the wonderful Gem came along. Yeah. And I've only known Gem like a few months now. Yeah. Um, we met, at, was it at Happy Place the yeah. first time? Yeah, I think it was. The Down it? South the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and we're just dead excited to hear about the passion. So do you yeah. want to share about the passion with us and what you're bringing with Conscious Recovery? Yeah, so there's two elements. Well, there's many different elements, isn't there, to Conscious Recovery. I mean, I'll talk about my passion and where that comes from and then Jem can talk about her own. Well, it's combined, but for me, my brother has always had, well, not always, but since he was about 29, alcohol challenges. And I don't like to say he's an alcoholic or whatever else, because I don't like to categorise him mm. and I don't want him to think that that's all he'll ever be. So my real frustration came from, I had my own mental health challenges, mm -hmm. but I managed to have the fight in me to pull myself out of that and think no one's coming to save me and I did it mm -hmm. and I met Jules in my whole journey. But he was still always my passion because I knew how strong he was inside because there's this whole misconception that people with alcohol addiction, all these challenges that they're weak yeah. and they're some of the strongest people that yeah. I know. My brother was fighting a battle every single day mm -hmm. just to get up out yeah. of his bed, but he was still doing it. But people still saw him as weak. Mm -hmm. So he was just my ultimate drive for doing the whole thing for me mainly at that time it was around addiction for me and working with people with addiction obviously and mm -hmm. then Gemma's I'll let you say your story I don't want to just hit me me talking but that was my passion still is and mental health um, but that is where the drive for me comes from. They're intrinsically linked though, aren't they? Yeah. 100%. Possibly. I would say that addiction is a mental health issue more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And they say one in four, the, stati the, <laughs> the statistics yeah. say... It's easy to say the stats. The stats. stats. She's good. Yeah. The stats say that one in four <laughs> yeah. have a mental health challenge every year. I yeah. don't believe that. I think, I think no, it's I think much higher. Because mm, every single one of my family... Yeah. has had a mental health challenge in a year. Well, so I would say everyone is affected. Yeah, we're taking part in the Taking Action Addiction Awareness uh, Week, which is at the beginning of, end of October, beginning of November. And their theme this year is everybody knows somebody. Yeah, yeah. but and we say that, that we true, say that yeah. all the time. There's every family has got or knows someone that has been through a mental health struggle. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. And, and people, too. this yeah, is what, what, what we're trying now. Our point is, is breaking that stigma and talking more about the challenges, mm -hmm. even we, we help even family members that have to watch someone go through that as well as helping yeah, yeah, the yeah. individual with, with their yeah. issues that they might have. So what's your, where's your passion come from for this then, Jen? So my passion was more the mental health side, although the addiction, I grew up with two addictive uh, parents that were struggled with addiction and mental health and um, which resulted in me being taken into care at the age of 10. Mm -hmm. And then I think my mental health just f from then onwards was just, I was just a bit crazy, but I didn't get the right help and support. So when I went into a foster home at 10 years old, I never got any trauma therapy. They didn't mm -hmm. ask me about all the things that I'd seen. Um, I was going to, I, I went from a, a very poor place you know, my mum, we was really in a in a rough estate yeah. and then went and got fostered into a really posh family. So I had to act the wow. way that I thought they wanted me to yeah. at a very young age. Yeah. So my head was so messed up. And then going to school, it was just, I was in year six, so I was just starting high school and I had no idea who I was, mm. who to act like. And, you know, for, for a 10-year-old, it must have been, obviously I had this armour on and, and put up a good 
a good front yeah. to anyone I needed to. I can to. feel that in here yeah. when you're talking about it. It was difficult. Really, yeah. It was difficult. So every, I think, and then the pain of not knowing if my mum was okay, the pain of not wondering why my dad doesn't want me, my nan and, you know, the whole family, my brother and sister got fostered out. I never seen them again. So I was going through a lot and then my own troubles in school, my behaviour, and I was just classed as like a crazy kid or the naughty one, never asked, how are you? Yeah. What are you yeah. going through? Yeah. What's on your mind? Nothing like that. I was just always punished for, for my behaviour and just seen as this wild child. And then in my teenage years, um, when you're in um, the care system, when you turn 16, you then live on your own. So all my abandonment issues and everything at 16, I'm put in a flat and I'm on my own again. I was like, whoa, I could not handle that. We can understand that. It's yeah. like heavy. It's like you, what you're effectively doing is putting a 10-year-old living yeah. on their own. Yeah. It was like my mind had just gone straight back. But then because of what I was used to and what I'd seen as a child, alcohol and drugs <laughs> then became my best friend. Yeah, of course. It, it was all I, all I could do to numb the pain yeah. of whatever I was feeling and... The friendships that I built around that was just crazy. I think I had my first ASVO at 17, but um, I was wild. Oh, but my point is that my mental health was never, it was never looked at. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No one ever thought there's something wrong with her. Like she's not been getting the help that she needs or the support. Can I just ask when that was? How, how many years ago that was? When you were 16? So I'm 38. Okay. Yeah. So you Sorry. go, you go on back. It's. I'll be honest with a, you. My, my, 22 years. Yeah. It's only been the last five years when I've really done the work. Really done the work, and I've had to do all the work myself. And I've mm -hmm. I've studied childhood trauma, and I've mm -hmm. studied um, yeah. all the different. I've, I'm convinced, obviously, I've got ADHD, and and I'm convinced I've got personality disorder from from when I was mm -hmm. younger. Um, so I've studied quite a lot and the more I studied, the more I knew I need to change mm -hmm. something like this needs, there's so many other kids that go through or, or adults that are, think they're so messed up. Yeah. But really it's just obviously everything they've been through, they've not been able to heal from that. We talk about trauma quite a lot in this podcast and, yeah. and trauma being, there's big traumas and obviously what you've gone through is big traumas, but there's also a lot of mini the traumas trauma. mm -hmm. that have yeah. just compounded on top of that, like mm -hmm. to create this whole thing. And, and it, trauma isn't necessarily just the event, but it's the fact that you haven't had the support. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. At, it's where your needs that, weren't met, isn't it? Where your yeah. needs weren't met. And that was all of that stuff. So we're aware of it and we share about it here, but the system still isn't aware of it. But we mm -hmm. do believe mm -hmm. there's a real shift coming. Starting to change and that was a little point, bit, isn't it? That was my point in yeah. asking the question about how long ago was that? So you took going back 22 years, so there was not nothing there for you then. Mm -hmm. And then... Right now, where are we? Because there's, I've definitely heard of lots of support CICs. Obviously, yourself setting up mm -hmm. more of more of it needs to happen because even just me sitting at home with my daughter who's thirteen and she talk, talks to me about her friends in school in a secondary school, and in her pool of friends, I've, I've got those type of issues yeah. coming, and, and I am um, it it breaks me heart. I think it's, it's like, one, sorry. No, no, go, no, go on. I think it's one in six children live with an alcoholic parent, yeah. So I do some volunteering for NACOA and it's. It, I think it's one in six. It might even be less than that. Because that's what I was going to say yeah. about the stats, that if you could share some stats with us so that we can really educate people out there to say if you have got someone in your family who is struggling with their mental health or with addiction mm -hmm. or if, if it's you that we can 
bring them to you to you yeah, guys so that you can them. Yeah, so them. In terms of we we work, so the reason that we called it conscious recovery is because we wanted to cover a broad a broad range of just everything, yeah. anything that can impact a person's life, anybody who's recovering from anything. Like my own mental health, my, it took a major dip when I fell and I got diagnosed with epilepsy. Yeah. So that was where my true mental health struggles came from. But in that, my son got very badly affected. Yeah. But because he, he didn't have the fall, he wasn't mm -hmm. having the seizures. The school didn't recognise that he was going through anything. Mm -hmm. So that is another passion, isn't it? Because yeah. the like Gemma's just talked about, it wasn't recognised that mm -hmm. she was going through anything because it was the parents who'd been through the stuff. They're not even looking at the wider. But it's still, uh, it's yeah. still not being looked at no. by the authorities mm -hmm. that yeah. should be doing that. So it's yeah. people like us that, you know, holistic yes. angels that I call them that are put, seeing that this mm. needs change and, and we need to do something. We're having to do it ourselves because mm. whoever the big wigs are that are getting all this mm -hmm. money to do this, this and this, they're not spending mm. it on the right things. Yeah. I'm in schools now and I'm seeing it firsthand yeah. and I'm having to talk to teachers. Like they're there to teach. It's nothing against teachers, but yeah. they are not equipped for what's going on in them schools mm. and the children need desperately need some help. Teachers aren't social workers, are they? And no, they're not. I'm, they're I'm, there I've, to teach. I do get it. Yeah. And I my, get it. Um, I've got family that are teachers and they have so many children that are living in yeah. these kind of environments mm -hmm. and that they're, 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 they're meant to do all of the things and they just haven't yeah. got the time with 30 kids in a class as well. So yeah. I get it. But one of the challenges as well is the funding yeah. of the support. Yeah. First yeah. of all, it's acknowledging that they need the support and just saying, mm -hmm. oh, we haven't got the funding isn't helpful. Mm. So where are you getting your funding from? So we're in the process of funding, but there's, there's a thing with me and Gemma that I, I, I don't know whether this is a bit of our um, old fire coming through, but we will, I will knock on any door and Gemma will do the same mm. to, to get the help that we need because this is something that's come up for us recently because we work with so many different things and so many different people. We talk about a lot mm. of different things and the, Gemma wanted to share something and somebody had shared something else and said, oh, it's a trigger, you shouldn't share it. And that I said, nah, no way. Until we have the difficult conversations, until people see the difficult reality of what's going on, there will always be stigma. Mm. There'll always be shame attached to different things because we're still hiding under a yeah. blanket of, oh no, you can't show that because it might trigger somebody else. And there's always, so no matter what, who says what, we trigger mm. people, every, I trigger people yeah. every day. I literally do, <laughs> yeah. but, honest to God. But we have to speak out and yeah. do you know yeah. what? It's, if you trigger you. 10, but you help 50, I'd rather trigger people yeah. all day long Chugged than on. one person hear a story mm. of hope yeah. mm. and save their life. 100%. And again, it's going back to what's the reason behind the trigger and having those honest yeah. conversations mm. with those people to say, yeah. what is it about that? It's And it's usually because it's it's an honest it's an yeah. honest picture of you, something that you're showing to someone. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so what is it within you that that's not being dealt with? Let's yeah, help exactly. you. Um, I mean, honest, open and honest. Yeah, is, the funding process isn't easy. We've been doing this work since January. We've not took a penny. A, a, a penny we haven't payment. paid ourselves because it is passion driven, yeah. you know, but obviously but we need... You need to pay yeah. the bills. To, to keep going obviously. and to do what we're yeah. doing, obviously we do need to go. So we have, we have got our... 
we've we've gone for some funding in different. Yeah. We're, we're relying mm-hmm. we're, we're relying on sponsors and doing charity works, and obviously we mm-hmm. do the retreats now that yeah. they've got. They went really well, and we're going to continue doing stuff like that to get the funds in. But we've got about thirty two volunteers that work for us now: social wow. workers, ex police officers. Wow. We've That's got amazing. therapists, psychotherapists, hypnotherapists, child th- trauma therapists. That's we've, we've got a big team. Bloody brilliant! Yeah, yeah. listen, we we could talk to you all day, yeah. and um, no, I know worry. you got stuck in traffic yes. on the way here. <laughs> but um, right, whoever's listening and watching, yes. how can they help you? How can they donate to you? How can they support Conscious Recovery? How can they support Kim? How can they support Jem? So the, one of the easiest ways we've got our Instagram page, which is Conscious Recovery Org UK. Uh, they can get in touch with us on there. We've got the website. Oh, it's on my back, but it's <laughs> www.consciousrecovery.org.uk. They can get us at gmail.com. Sorry, they can get us through there. Um, we'll put it in the show. Facebook, as well. yeah, as well. Literally, the, the best. We are looking for sponsors. We want, you know, okay. like people. Everybody knows somebody. Yeah. So if you know somebody who's affected and you're in a position where you want to help them and help us to help them. Just just speak to us. And there's nothing, like me and Gemma laugh about this, but we literally, there's nothing that anybody could say to us that would faze us. <laughs> I absolutely nothing. 100% know that. <laughs> so if there's something where somebody thinks, oh, I couldn't say that, that just wouldn't be the case. We found our skill is really in helping people open up. Mm. And Your superpowers are huge, yeah. right? And what you're doing is amazing and we're grateful to you and I've got family that have been through similar yeah. traumas. And I think, like you say, everyone knows someone. Know someone. Yeah. So if you're watching, if you're listening and you can help, please, please do. And yes. get in touch with Jem and Kim and Aranarak because they are, <laughs> they will be really grateful. Yes. Oh, we will. More, like, more than grateful, yeah, won't definitely. we? Definitely. Is there anything thank else you. you want to say before we wrap up? No, I just want to say thank you. And like, we feel honoured, don't we, to yeah. meet your guests on here. It's been and, lovely. You know, like, to have people believing in us, it, it's, it feels amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, massively. We've what? got so many supporters and it's just, and we're doing amazing things. Like, we've already had so many transformations from some of the people we've worked yeah. with and it's just That's heartwarming what... for us. But yeah, thank you for having us. That's thank what it's you. all about, ladies. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Check out the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.